And so we can kind of brunt force, you know, push through a lot. Um, but at some point, you know, if, if you're weight training, for instance, at some point, if you want to get bigger, better, faster, whatever, you have to actually look at the processes you're doing and not just say, I'm just going to keep pumping reps because that may or may not be the best thing. You might actually be doing damage to yourself at that point. So you might be putting out more marketing and you're getting more of the wrong customers or uh, it's just not breeding any more results. Uh, you know, you're just kind of plateauing with it or whatever. And so we help uh, customers to really understand who they are, uh, how to communicate with the market, uh, building a, an actual brand identity, a brand identity system, a way to communicate uh, consistently throughout their entire business. Um, and then when you apply that to you know, all of that communication, all that marketing, uh, you can have some substantial results that happen from that. Wow, that's so well said. Welcome to the Home Service Business Coach Podcast with your host, David Mowerman. You will learn to grow your home service business and transition from being the technician in your business to being the CEO and leading your team to success. Get a front row seat where you will get practical advice from industry experts on how you can level up your home service business. Get ready to take some notes because we're going to jump right into it here. All right, you guys, quickly before we jump in, I wanted to tell you uh, something exciting. We have some open seats in my high-level coaching program. And so uh, if you've been listening to this podcast for any amount of time, getting value out of it, you can only imagine how much value is behind the scenes when you actually work with me as your coach to systematize your business. So a very, very short plug. Uh, I'm looking for 10 more entrepreneurs who are serious about leveling up their business into the 2022 season. That's right, I said 2022, because right now, guys, the work starts. It takes months and months to actually build out your business for next year. And so I'm looking for 10 people to join me uh, in this pursuit of a fully systematized business to serve you, the business owner. So if you want more info on that, you can go to my website, check it out. You can book in a call to speak with me and I'll give you all the details. Without further ado, enjoy the episode. What is going on, everybody? It's Dave Mormon here, home service business coach, and I've got my friend Ryan Kettering in the house. Ryan, how are we doing today? Good, David. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Uh, we just surpassed 30,000 downloads, so hopefully this episode will reach uh, some people who can really benefit from some of the knowledge that uh, you've got to share here. That's awesome. Right on. So Ryan is founder, owner, head honcho at Prolific Brand Designs. Uh, Ryan, can you just tell us a little bit about your background before we kind of dive in the meat and potatoes? I'd just love to hear from you uh, a, an introduction, kind of how you got into uh, this space of branding. Yeah. So, you know, I'm a big believer in kind of things clicking in place and, and our, our path is shaping itself without us really even knowing uh, I always as a you know, young uh, person in you know, elementary and then junior high, high school uh, was interested in graphics, but I really didn't see, I, I kind of had that kind of poor artist mentality of, I didn't really know how to do anything with that right. But I did know how to clean carpets. So I started a business out of high school cleaning carpets. I did that for 10 years and figured out you know, a lot of the good, bad and ugly of, of business and figuring out how to actually create a successful small service business. And um, at that point, I was dabbling in some graphics because I was doing some stuff for my own company and then sharing it with other you know, people online. Um, and so, you know, just doing things for fun and stuff like that. And all of a sudden, I kind of figured out that I had something. And I thought, you know, I actually think I have something that's more valuable and more you know, I had something that was, that was really more special than I had created before. And so I started to pursue that. And like I said, kind of my background just in, in how I am already really led into that. And so it just came together perfectly. And uh, at one point, uh, I think it was, you know, 20, uh, 2015, I think, um, you know, I made the jump and I, I, I basically stopped the service business and started just like, you know, cold turkey, one to the other, going full time into this, and we haven't looked back. We've have uh, five full time employees now, and uh, we've done 
probably thousands of, of brand designs at this point and worked with uh, some pretty big names in, in the industry and just, you know, it's been a real blast. So. Wow. That's amazing, man. I'm going to be honest with you. I've been probably creeping the work you've done for, I'm thinking over well over a year now. Uh, and it really dawned on me where one of uh, our clients just hired your firm for a full brand changeover. And I saw this stuff you and your team came up with and it was like, all right, I'm finding Ryan. I'm getting him on this show. Cause I really think a lot of brands in our industry uh, are not branded properly, to be honest. And I think they can, like, I feel like as a branding owner, the, the industry, there's a huge need for the type of expertise that you bring into it. And I love that you have already a background, right? You said over 10 years carpet cleaning, you know, the fight that the small business owner is fighting and how a brand can really uh, feed into uh, growing a company, you know, from the ground up. So mm -hmm. super, super cool. So I'd love to dive right in, you know, Ryan, kind of keeping it real for a listener listening. Can you first give us your two cents just on like the importance of branding? Say I have, you know, uh, squeegee squad window washing or whatever my company's called just speak to that person as to how important brand actually is if this person truly wants to, you know, dominate their local, their local market. Yeah. So, you know, there's, and, and I've, I've listened to your podcast and I know you're, you know, you're big on systems and a brand is a system. And, um, and through this, we'll talk a little bit about, you know, a little bit more kind of honing in really what a brand is, but, but a brand is a system and, it's one of the only systems that I know that has the impact to, to actually uh, affect positively or negatively every single part of, of the business. There's very few things that you can do in your business that will impact either positively or negative every single thing in your business. And so, um, so, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's enormous because, you know, and we were talking a little bit before we got on here, but, you know, many companies get to a plateau point where they, they can't seem to get anything to, to move the needle anymore. And the problem is that, you know, they're, they're just stuck because everything is kind of in the same, um, same tone of communication. It's, it's all coming from the same point. And sometimes we have to look and say, all right, well, maybe the framework that we're using isn't, isn't quite right. And so the brand encompasses really who we are and how we're communicating that to the marketplace. And if that's not intentionally built, if that's not clear, if that's not defined, then you're going to start to have problems as you start to get to a particular point. And so we can kind of brunt force, you know, push through a lot. Um, but at some point, you know, if, if you're weight training, for instance, at some point, if you want to get bigger, better, faster, whatever, you have to actually look at the processes you're doing and not just say, I'm just going to keep pumping reps because that may or may not be the best thing. You might actually be doing damage to yourself at that point. So you might be putting out more marketing and you're getting more of the wrong customers or uh, it's just not breeding any more results. Uh, you know, you're just kind of plateauing with it or whatever. And so we help uh, customers to really understand who they are, uh, how to communicate with the market, uh, building a an actual brand identity, a brand identity system, a way to communicate uh, consistently throughout their entire business, um, and then when you apply that to you know all of that communication, all that marketing, uh, you can have some substantial results that happen from that. Wow, that's so well said, man. You've done this. You've done this before. Is it true that I've heard it say a brand is kind of what a customer says about a company when you're not listening. Have you, have you, can you talk about that for a second? Is that true? Is a brand bigger than that? Or is that a good way to even sum it up for the listener? Yeah, I think that's, um, and that's a, a quote from Jeff Bezos, um, uh, the Amazon's CEO or is he former CEO now? I think, but um, I think so yeah. Yeah. But uh, I think it's a great, easy, tangible way to understand really what a brand is because it's essentially, you know, I think that there's some other stuff that you can kind of elaborate on that, but that's going to be kind of your, uh, your, your indicator as to, did I do the branding successfully? Right? So branding is how we can actually work on the customer perception and then 
did we do it well? Well, now we can check that based off the customer's perception. What does a customer say about us uh, to their friends, to their family? Are they using us again? Why are they using us again? And does that line up with what we intended? If the idea of who I, if, if I have an idea about who I am and that's different from what you, who you think I am, it doesn't matter who I think I am if I'm trying to uh, build a business relationship with you, right? I need those things to sync up. And so we need to be on the same page if we're going to be able to move forward in a, in, in, in a, uh, in, in a way that's impactful to, to you. And when, I, and when you spread that across a marketplace, right, this is how, this is what I'm talking about where businesses can substantially grow when they start to get that right because now they're, they're really connecting with their uh, market in a new, uh, more impactful way. And, uh, but yeah, I think that's a, one of my favorite definitions for sure. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. It's so much of just, you know, perceived value to a brand and you are right. Everything flows from it, right? Like literally customers are in the ultimate driver's seat today. They're cruising Google or however they're finding out about you. And they kind of have their pick of the litter of who they want to call. And it's like that initial almost like feeling, right? You're on someone's website, you see the logo, the font, the pictures, you're just like, yeah, this is a good fit for me. Um, and, and I think even more than that, with our labor shortage, brand even speaks to like employees are looking for a good brand as well, right? So mm -hmm. I guess it, like we know it's important, but I guess what would be your feedback on why, say, pressure wash owners or carpet cleaner owners, why do we like almost shortcut our way around branding and maybe don't lay the foundation properly. Can you speak to that? Why, why is, I think a yeah. lot of companies get it wrong. So I'm just curious why, why that is, do you think? There's a lot of reasons. I mean, one is it's an intangible thing, right? So, um, you know, and it can become tangible. You can, you know, like, like, uh, you know, the customer that we have in common, you know, they, they're going to put their brand on a van wrap and they're going to put it on their website. And right. So now it's starting to take some shape and form and, and that we can kind of see a little bit more of a tangible, result there, but it's an intangible thing. And if you think about it, right? So we are generally speaking as humans willing to pay more for tangible things. But think about this, when you come to a tangible investments for your company, why do most you know, pressure washers try to start out with something from Home Depot? Why do most carpet cleaners uh, try to start with a portable machine instead of going right to the thing that they know they really need to be successful at the level that they want to? Um, and that's not everybody, right? But there's a lot of people, and it's, and it's actually the majority of uh, the industry, unfortunately. People try to start as much on a shoestring as they can, and I understand that that's where some of us has to, have to start, and that's okay, um, but it's our, our intentions. There's a lot of guys that are starting what they have, and they have dreams and, and vision to, like, here's where I need to be in this time, and this time, and this is what I'm going to need to do if I want to get to where I want to go. Mm -hmm. And most, but a lot of people that try to actually stay with what they have um, and, and just hope and pray that, that they can somehow make it to these big places that logically makes no sense based off of what they are working with. And, you know, so, you know, it's an intangible thing. So I think a lot of people aren't even willing to invest in tangible things in our business. So why would they ever do it intangible? Um, but at the end of the day, I think a lot of people just don't really understand the impact. Um, they don't understand that it's not just a pretty logo. It's not just... Um, you know, it's not just like a nice website. It, that's not the result. The result is being able to communicate more effectively in every single touch point that you have with customers. The result is being able to, uh, to be perceived and uh, as you want to in the marketplace. And that's huge. I mean, if, if, if I'm starting up a soda company, right, and there's Coca-Cola out there, if I could have the perception that I'm every bit as good and every bit as uh, capable as Coca-Cola, wouldn't that be big? Right. But I, you know, that's probably not going to happen. But, but the point is that if I could, and the reality is that most in, in, in take, take it away from that big sort of, you know, crazy big uh, analogy to a, a small business. The reality is you probably look like everyone else in your market and to flip a switch and go to the Coca-Cola in your market is actually not very difficult at all. And if there is other big players in your market, you can absolutely compete with them. Every, every, in my mind, there's dabbling and there's domination. So if, if you're going to dabble, you're going to get scraps and it, you have to dominate. Now you can dominate a, a, a 500 customer 
uh, base, a 5,000, 500,000, 5 million, whatever it is for you, right? But you have to dominate your particular area. And I believe 100% that we should be on a mission to dominate whatever our market is and at a minimum compete with the dominant player or be the dominant player. Yeah. Um, and most people are just going for scraps. Unfortunately, they, they think that they can add those scraps together to a meal. And I just don't think it's possible. I love that, man. Dominating versus dabbling. You should patent that or something. I, it's awesome. Um, I, it made me think to the book I feel like people should read, and you could probably add to this, is Seth Godin's book, Purple Cow, right? Just how do you make your business different? And, you know, when I'm cruising for something we need done around our house, I'm going usually straight to Google My Business, and I'm just looking when it's, you know, the company was 16 Google reviews and then someone has like 300 and a 4.9 automatically in my head. I'm like, okay, they figured it out. This is, they're probably going to be more expensive, but they're going to just save my time and get the job done. Um, but you also think how many places a brand actually goes on in your company, everything from uniforms to not just marketing materials, van wraps, your sign, your proposals, um, everything. It's like you look at, it takes, you know, however many touch points with a customer for 10, 15, 27, however many it actually is, your brand is at every point of that customer life cycle before they even give you money. And it's just like almost what is that worth? So I would almost say that people who start in pressure washing, they don't know what they don't know. And it's just like, they're not even sure how important a brand is. And so they get a logo on Fiverr for, you know, $8 or whatever. It's just, it's too short-sighted, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I want to mention one thing that I thought of when you're talking about like purple cow and like trying to figure out how to be different. Um, yeah, I think I, I want to make sure that we don't lead anybody astray with where some people's minds might be going. Cause I see this, this is kind of a pitfall. I see a lot of times people all of a sudden they get off like a podcast like this and they, they heard something about being different and all of a sudden they like, that's the thing they locked in on and they're like, okay, how can I be different? And they start trying to come up with these kind of gimmicky ways to be different or like, or things that really aren't that authentic or really aren't really them um, just to be different. And, and you see this quite a bit where people just do stuff to just to try to stand out, try to be different. And that's totally okay if that's actually you. I have a saying is basically be more of you, not less of you. And that's really to me what, what a, 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 a successful brand is gonna be all about. It's not just standing out and grab attention. We have to do that. We need attention to communicate. Um, but if my communication is going to be uh, something that, that a customer is going to respond to, it's gonna to need to be meaningful to them. It's gonna to need to resonate with them. It's gonna to need to be authentic to me if I want that, that, that relationship to continue. And so, you know, I think that's what people miss is that it's uh, building a brand isn't about just doing something crazy, doing something that's maybe even notable or, or remarkable. It's about doing something also that is authentic to you that you can get behind. It's something that ends up being the fuel for your company. Um, I, I like to tell people, you know, marketing is a, is a spark. It's what it, it allows us to spark traffic, spark interest, spark attention. But if you want that to actually take and catch, you need a fuel source that's real. If you want your employees to get to work and, and not just spark, oh, I'm getting paid. That's the spark, right? They're getting something. Um, if you have a brand, that's a better fuel source. If they have an idea, a, a belief system, um, values that they can not only understand, uh, but they truly believe uh, and can take ownership of and live out in your business, all of a sudden your business takes on a whole new thing. And so it's not just your, your logo and your website. Like if you think like you go to, I don't know if they have Chick-fil-A where you are, but you know, when you go to Chick-fil-A, like, what do you, what's the one thing you think of them saying? My I don't pleasure. know. My pleasure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or, you know, there's some other ones, right? But uh, that's the one that comes to mind for me is like, you say, you know, kind of drink, blah, blah, blah. Thank you. My pleasure. And, 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 you know, they do all these different things different and that's all part of their brand. That's, that's all part of the experience that they're shaping. Um, and that experience is built based off of their identity and their promise to the marketplace. And that comes together in the form of an experience. That's the tangible thing that we're allowing customers kind of take and, and hold on to 
And that's what they remember. And that's why they recommend us and use us more is because they've connected with that. That's so good, man. I wish we had Chick-fil-A here. That's probably why I don't know they're saying, but one thing I have learned from them is their core value of, you know, always serving the customer. I think they say with a spirit of service and it's just mm -hmm. amazing how as a owner, you can set core values for a company and have that lived out through the brand is, is truly amazing. Um, I'm going to kind of put you on the spot because I want to hear another mistake or two that you like you've worked with so many brands in the home service space. So what just kind of comes to mind, say someone's listening to this, maybe they're, they're wanting to book a call with your team. Maybe we can talk about that in a few minutes, but I just want to hear what would be kind of a, a mistake or two you commonly see in the home service space when it comes to branding. I would say the three most common mistakes would be, uh, basically like we talked about, you don't know the value, so you're just not doing anything with it. Um, so you have no intentions at all. Um, the next thing would be just basically copying somebody else because you know, Hey, th their brand works. So I'm going to adopt everything about them. And now it's going to work for me. Uh, I'm, I'm a big believer in uh, imitating until you can become to a certain level of su success and then starting to be get creative because most people don't know what they're doing in the beginning. But when it comes to your brand, you know, basically copying off somebody else does not mean that it's going to work for you. You know, if, 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 uh, if, you know, American airlines started doing every seat, seat yourself like Southwest and uh, change everything to Southwest, it would not work. Right. Yeah. It just doesn't. And so, uh, so that's a, that's a big mistake is basically copying somebody else's brand because you think that'll work for you happens way too much. Uh, and you can get lawsuits, <laughs> but, um, and the other one is, creating basically going the other way and saying, I'm going to do something completely different. And like we touched on this before, but, but basically it's, it's not me. It's, and so it's all comes back to be more of you. You have to do something that's, you have to create a brand that's intentionally uh, made to, to represent your company to your market. And that's, that can be drastically different for every single company. And so a lot of times we get customers that ask things like, you know, well, what kind of logo is best? They see like a mascot logo we've done with the characters, right? Or maybe a text logo or an icon, or they see certain colors. They say, well, what is best? The answer is there's nothing best in general for everyone, but there is some best answers for you specifically. And so as we do a, you know, go through discovery and do research about not only that company um, and their market and really understanding who they are, uh, we do a discovery call in our, in our uh, branding sessions. It's usually like an hour and a half or, or so. And that call, people leave understanding themselves better than they ever have before. Wow. And what that allows them to do is to create something that's authentic to them um, that they can actually start to you know, put in place. It's amazing, man. I, I love it. I got so many questions. One thing that just jumped in my head was, you know, what brand is best? It's almost like asking what type of food is best. It's like, well, yeah. sometimes you like steak. Sometimes you want a hamburger. Sometimes you want a pasta dish. Like it, you can't really, it's such a, it's an impossible question to answer. So, yeah. uh, or, or what do I wear today? Right? Like, well, where are you going? Right? So, you know, what, what do you, what do you feel like today? What are you trying to tell people today? That now we can figure out what what you should wear today, right? Mm -hmm. But the same thing that I wear to, you know, a business meeting or a, a red carpet event or to the grocery store to a funeral, those would be very different things. And I'm I'm taking a very different mental sort of state during those things. And and so we need to figure out how to to dress our our companies appropriately so that when we go out in the marketplace, we're properly representing who we are. And when you apply that to your entire business, your entire team. Now you're systematically uh, controlling that conversation. Um, and so like, like, like uh, J uh, Jeff Bezos said, like if it's what people, how people perceive your business, if it's what they say when, when you're not around, so what they truly believe about you, if you could control what every single person in your market believed about you, how valuable would that be? Right. Yeah. And so that's, this is our branding is our, our opportunity to control that that conversation it's our 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 way to in influence that totally um yeah we'll get into kind of the process in a second i got one more question as it pertains to can you speak to how a proper brand will attract an affluent customer i'm seeing i'm in enough of these facebook groups to see i'm getting sick and tired of getting cut undercut by the 99 guy why is this and sometimes i want to pop on 
and just say, build your brand, period. Yeah. Just like, to, to just pivot the conversation. So can you speak to like, if someone engages your firm, gets a solid brand, runs it for six, 12 months, what can that person kind of see as it, as it is attracting more of a premium buyer? Can you just speak to, mm -hmm. speak to flipping the script on that front? Yeah. So, you know, I, I, first of all, I would fully say that somebody could do a whole brand with us and, and that they're not be able to do it because getting a visual brand system that, that you don't allow the actual brand that we're trying to help you to build and that we've helped you to define and clarify. If, if you don't do that, you know, change the whole of it. Right. So I, I can't just do a, I'm not a different person if I do a facelift. So a lot of times there's things that, that we need to uh, double down on in our business that, that we're doing really, really good, but we're, we haven't really, uh, we haven't really claimed that for our business ourselves. We haven't claimed that to our market, to our employees. There's a lot of times where certain things that we need to work on and, and we continue to put those things off, ignore them, et cetera. Certain communication uh, ways that we're doing things that, that just don't speak to what our goals really are. Um, and, you know, so I think that, you know, like I said, a, a, a branding, it's truly like kind of an inside out deal. Um, but, you know, when I, when, when I first decided, you know, years ago, what my life was going to be like, and I decided what my business is going to be like, and uh, I, what my wife is going to be like, and my everything, I decided what certain things I had to change. And then I also decided what I was willing to change at that time, right? But, um, but you had, I had to change who I was first. And so, it's, it's not that I changed who I was, what it, what it was, was I was trying to start to be the best version of myself. And so I don't change people's brands. I don't change people's, uh, I don't change who people are. What I try to do is, is, is show them the best version of themselves and then uh, give them tools, resources, and ways that they can uh, then systematically sort of deploy, always becoming, uh, always showcasing and, and, and communicating the best version of themselves. And so, you know, there's a lot that I think that needs to change. You know, one of the things is you got to start, you got to start dictating what's going to happen in the market instead of waiting for the market to dictate it to you. You know, most people, if you tell them, tell them to go double their prices, because that's what it's going to take to go after a higher end client, they're going to tell you you're nuts. Um, but I've done it more than once. Right. Why? Because, you know, unfortunately I can't say it's because I was, I was making this calls is because we had capability issues. So we had to increase our pricing. Now I wish that at the time I would have had the guts to actually dictate what, what I wanted to happen to the market. And so I'm saying that to whoever's listening right now, don't wait for your, for don't, don't wait until you're working 60 hours a week and uh, some guy calls off and now you don't even, you've got a whole, uh, you know, a whole schedule that you don't even know how to fill now. Um, don't wait for all of this to pile up before you start dictating what your business really needs to be and look like. Uh, decide what it's going to be and then make that happen. And if the market doesn't come through with, you know, for you on that, then you can start to make some changes that, uh, at that point. But most people have a lot of ideas in their mind about what won't work and they never try it. And instead of saying, you know what, this is what the way that I think things ought to be and how I'd like them to be and actually mapping that out, planning it, putting it into action. And then allowing the market response from there, then you can make some decisions. But the reality is most people are saying, right, just like everything else, you know, marketing doesn't work. Well, you put out, you know, five postcards and, and you never, you didn't get a great response. Well, you yeah. did you, you know, you didn't do anything really. And you're saying you didn't get anything. So it makes total sense. So I think there's just not a real effort in that direction. I think people need to look inwardly and say, am I really the company that looks like they deserve a premium price? Am I really uh, set up to deliver a premium price? Uh, am I, you know, is, is everything? And here's the other. Here's a, here's another question too: Is should you be going for a premium price? I think that there's a lot of people that should be going that direction. I think there's some people that can very authentically, intentionally, and and successfully go in a direction not that way, right? I mean, look at Walmart. You know, you don't have to be, uh, you know, Nordstrom uh over walmart you can be walmart too but it has to be done intentionally where you understand the numbers you understand the margins you understand still your mess you know your exact messaging and stuff like that and it's generally not going to be all straight up like price 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 still and so 
yeah, I think it's an inward look first. And then once you start applying that outwardly, I think you'll get the result that you want. Yeah, that's so good. For the listeners, guys, I've done uh, all of 10 seconds of prep with Ryan and I'm just putting on the spot and tapping into his brain. So this is awesome. I almost feel, Ryan, it's like, you know, a different, you have all these different brands of cars, right? And you could almost pick for your business and be like, you know, we could make us a Mazda 3 or we could be a Tesla or we could be a McLaren, right? There mm-hmm. again, there's no set answer. Do you find like small business owners in the home service space just lack foresight and planning and almost like exactly what you said? What do you want this brand to be? Do you find there's just a lot of like gray, almost fog with that? Like, why do you think you start a business, but a lot of times it's like we haven't even built out the vision for what this could be. Um, do you want to speak to that for, for a second, what you see people yeah. coming into these calls with? Well, you know, I think you mentioned the E-Myth. I don't know if it was on this call or before or maybe one of your podcasts, but um, that that was a, a big thing for you. And, you know, I think that when we think about that, that person, like the kind of technician that gets going and like you're kind of going through these steps, right? I think that it just never dawns on people that like, like they're just kind of looking around, like how, what, what does somebody else charge? Okay, I'm gonna charge that. What, what equipment does somebody else have? Okay, I'm gonna do that. Uh, where did somebody else get their logo done? Okay, I'm gonna get that one, same one. You know, like, they're doing good with it, it's gonna do, do good for me. And so you just kind of, you're just like picking all of these pieces um, and you end up like, it's almost like you're serving dinner with like your leftovers that you're trying to kind of like piece it together for, this is, this is arguably for most people, the most important thing in their life, or at least one of the most important things, right? Their business, right? Yep. Yep. And if you don't believe that, look at the time you use, right? The money in your time. Where's your money in your time go? Yep. Probably most of it goes into your business. So it's arguably the most important thing um, for most for, for many people. And they're kind of picking up scraps and putting it together and trying to trying to say, okay, this is this is my, you know, Thanksgiving dinner from from leftovers from last Tuesday. Like it doesn't make any sense. You have to go in and, and really choose these things because the beauty is that we're not picking something disposable like dinner. We're picking something permanent. We can, we can put these pieces together. Like you said, it's, it's all these systems, you know, once you make that one fix, like that thing's done. And so your brand is a system and you can fix it once you can get it shaped up once. And now it, it'll, it'll work for you the way that it's intended. And I like, I liked your car comparison because it's, that's exactly what I was trying to say earlier about, you know, there's nothing wrong with Toyota. There's nothing wrong with Hyundai. There's nothing wrong with Lexus or Ferrari and they're not for every person, you know, asking somebody what kind of you car, the, the idea of what kind of car is best, that that's the question period. There's no right answer to that. Right. Because I don't know if you have a family. I don't know if you want to go 200 miles per hour. I don't know if, if you want to ride in leather seats and luxury. I don't know if you just don't, if you want something that gets from A to B. Right. Like, and so it, it's totally based and, and I love cars because within the, the context of branding, because they're totally built for the person that uses them. And they're, they're, it's, a, it's a brand and a product built completely around the right customer fit and who's going to use that product. And it would be foolish for, you know, you know, for uh, some off-road like Hummer or Land Rover to build something like a, like a VW Beetle or something. It would be, yeah. it'd be ridiculous, right? Because it's totally off-brand. And I would imagine these massive car companies, they do, they have full departments for defining who the ideal customer avatar is, right? We, we built one for my pressure washing business. And the thing is a few pages long that I think for our industry, it's fairly in depth, but I think you could keep going and going. How do these people think? What's important to them? What do they value in a home service provider? It, I think we're just, you could write a whole book on this. You could go so deep with psychology, why people choose the brands they do. Um, And you said it a few minutes ago, you dump so much money and time in this business. Like, let's get the brand done properly, right? If if you truly say, this is going to be my baby for the next 10 years, maybe I want to sell it while building a brand properly um, you're going to win while you do the jobs with that brand and you're going to win one day when you sell it. Cause when the companies that sell in our space, yeah, it's a customer list, but a lot of it is a brand, a local brand. That's what, again, you said it's an intangible. It's really hard to quantify that, but that's the thing that a buyer would be looking for a, a solid brand in the industry. 
Yeah, absolutely. And you can build a whole pressure washing business with only a brand. I mean, there's people that do it, right? They sub out everything. Yeah. I mean, so the brand is, is, is the most valuable thing in your business. So I absolutely agree that, you know, you should be, you should be thinking about working on that and you don't have to, um, you don't have to, if you're on a uh, shoestring budget, still hire a professional to do it yet. You can start putting, you know, putting, uh, learning about this stuff, uh, trying to understand it more and then starting to clarify and define who you are, who your market is, how you're going to communicate in a consistent way. So you can work on this yourself. I would highly advise a professional, you know, help, professional help if, if, if that, that person's in that position. Um, but yeah, it's the most important thing and it's the most valuable when you're in business or if you're not even selling your own services or if you're selling the whole thing to somebody else, it's going to be what, what is worth the most. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I love the people who in our space, right. We're selling pressure washing services. We get upset when people DIY and oh, this person did their own thing. Well, don't try DIY stuff in your own business, right? It's just a mindset shift. So take me in the rabbit hole, Ryan, let's say someone's listening to this. They're maybe intrigued what you're saying. I want to know if I'm a listener, um, maybe I'm a prospective customer. Like I'm even curious, is your best avatar customer someone who's brand new or is it kind of like, I've been doing this for three years. Uh, I want a full brand changeover. Like just walk me through soup to nuts. We got about 10 minutes left. I want to hear what would it be like a, a prospect coming in and, and talking to you about next steps? Yeah. So, you know, for... For us, you know, and this is where we kind of shaping your, even your own lingo, like most of our like price sheets, stuff like that, they, they don't actually don't say brand. They say, re, you know, brand, you know, brand, brand service or, you know, brand pricing is rebranding because generally speaking, that's what we're doing. We're, we're helping existing companies to start. They've, they've, they've gone through figuring out how to start a business, get some sales in the door, get their marketing going. But now they've gotten to a point where they're in the same channels as everyone else and they can't break out of that. And so they've realized that if they can, if they can uh, clarify and, and, and make all of their communication better, um, that that's the next step. And so they, you know, they've been around for a while. They're usually doing, you know, anywhere from six to, you know, seven, eight figures. But, um, you know, but it's, it's going to be someone who's, you know, usually our average customers, like five to 20 employees, like, you know, like I said, six, seven figures, like that type of range. But all that said, like, uh, we have quite a bit of content. There's a free, um, uh, brand guide strategy ebook on our website. So there's different resources that, you know, can help somebody starting out. Here's the thing is that, you know, it's not as much as somebody would expect that it would be, um, I think, uh, for the level of what we do, but it's, it's a mindset thing and uh and it's and it's also a resources thing um but i think it's i don't think that we're out of budget for startups i think it's that most people starting up and if and if people viewing like listening to this can like get this and and start working on this i think it'd be huge i just don't think that people that starting out have any idea about any of this stuff and so that's why they, you know they're not coming to us because um it's just not something that's even in our on their radar uh, and so, you know, if, if people listening to this can get that jump start by starting to work on the stuff now, um, you know, understand, like I said, plan for your future. If, if you reach out to us and, or another company like us, and it's just not in the budget today, Hey, I've, I've been in startup mode too. I totally understand. And not only that, if our salespeople are talking to you and that's what we find out, we'll tell you, don't do this today. Here's what we're, here's what we're going to do right now. We're going to get you to play a place where you can do this, you know? Um, but it doesn't mean that you can't like, just because I can't go buy Armani right now, doesn't mean I can't dress appropriately for whatever I'm going to. Right. So I think that you can still learn about like, how should I approach myself? Like the first time you ever did a job interview, like, did you go in cold Turkey or did you look online? Like, what are some, inter what are some questions I can, you know, uh, that are going to come up? How should I present myself in certain ways? Right. So it's the same thing. We, we need to understand how to present our company um, and start, start defining and clarifying really who we are. Most people, it's like I said, we don't, we don't create new things. We help you to define and clarify what's already there. Most people, they, everyone has something that's unique and special about them. Most people just are too afraid to kind of let that out. Why? Because we're copying somebody else. We're trying to do something else that's crazy because we don't think our true thing is, is good enough. Um, or we're just not intentional at all. About it. So it sounds to me, Ryan, like 
small business owners, they have the brand almost within them. It's your job, your team's job to reel that out of them, right? Yeah. Based on probably tons of questions, mind mapping someone, because we always say in my program, we don't actually even have business problems. We just have personal problems that show themselves in the business because it's so closely linked to who we actually are. So would, yeah. would you say that that's fairly accurate? I, li I like that saying. I, I think that's dead on. Yeah. And, okay. and that's, that's really what in our, in, in the discovery calls that I do, the branch strategy calls, um, and, and you can book those without even our branding package. Um, but uh, most people do it as part of our branding package that's included. But, um, but yeah, I'm, you know, uh, people come out of that saying two things. One, I didn't know I was going into like a, um, uh, like a therapy session. Yeah. <laughs> and two, uh, most people will tell me this has been more valuable than this entire purchase. They haven't even, we haven't even started doing any wow. quote unquote work for them. Right. Right. Yeah. There's no deliverables that have been exchanged yet. And, and they feel like that call is worth as, as much as the whole thing, because no one has sat down and helped them to understand what the problem is that we're too close to ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like, so when a customer tells you something like, for instance, our customers used to tell me, I, you know, I, I say, this is the trouble too. Like when we don't really know how to do it and we don't really, we can't get outside of ourselves and you can get, you can kind of talk with others and just ponder on these things a lot and kind of figure it out. But one thing that when, when I would ask you know, why, and I think this is a great question we should all be asking everybody. Um, but you know, why did you choose to hire me or why do you continue to hire us? Right. And one thing that I always got was, well, um, I love that you, 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 you're so knowledgeable, um, what was it? Uh, I think, I think they said like, we just really feel like you get me or understand yeah. you we really feel like you understand our company. Mm -hmm. And here's what I thought that meant. I thought there were, it was that I was like in the service world before. And so I thought that like, I had to do everything because, um, what they were telling me was they like to use me because I used to have a service business, mm -hmm. but that wasn't at all what they're saying. Once I really understood and, and I came from a point where, how do I, how do I systematize that? I can't systematize my exact, uh, sort of like, I can't make my custom, uh, my employees all have been worked in service companies for 10 years. So how do I do this? Then when I really thought about it more, I realized what they were saying was two things. One, you listen two you ask and three, you, you, you've done the research before, like even before. So you have a context of the air of the space. Um, you've, you're, you're asking me very good questions and you're, listening and, and, and really tr trying to understand, listening to understand. And so now I can actually, I can de deploy that with everybody. And so we, we really work on trying to do that, right? So point is that what we think is different about us or why we think people are hiring us, even when they tell us that exact same, same thing might not be exactly the case. And so it, it many times take more than a mirror to kind of uh, your own sort of mirror to figure it out. The self-reflection doesn't always cut it. So getting some assistance from people that really can understand uh, and, and seek to understand who you yeah. are and help you to understand what's different, it can be really, really helpful. So, yeah, you're almost like a brand counselor. It sounds like to <laughs> me, you know, there's a whole mindset to it. it. Absolutely. So I guess my other question would be someone books a discovery call goes with a rebranding package. What's a timeline on that? Cause a lot of people ask me, you know, I know I need a business coach. Do I hire in the off season or the busy season? Like, you know, there's a lot of questions people have. So what, what's a realistic timeline for, I'm in this four years, I'm doing $400,000 a year. I have three employees. I want to rebrand. How long is it going to take? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Usually it takes a few months in total. Um, you know, we have, uh, depending on the specific project, you know, you're getting proofs, your first proofs, uh, usually a, about a month in or so. Okay. Um, and that's just due to the complexity of our projects and also our workload. Um, but, uh, so usually people are getting things in place within a few months. Um, so. Okay, cool. And is there a good time of year you recommend a service business rebrands or is it pretty situational? Well, uh, I was saying it's, it's never, it's never the wrong time to start moving in the right direction. So if you are hearing this and you know that you need this. I don't care. That's all you need to know to me. 
um, when we hold off on starting to move in the right direction, we're typically procrastinating. Um, all that said, like if somebody really just couldn't, didn't have the mental bandwidth or time for it at the moment, um, you know, most people tend to just kind of deal with it when things are a little, like, I can tell you our slower season is like the summertime, right? And, and that might be the way for you as well for, for the coaching type stuff. Reason being, you know, people are busy, they're working, right? So yeah. they don't need me when they're working. It's yeah. when things are slowing down that they're like, yeah, well, maybe you should work on some stuff so that next season we can come out a little stronger and things like that. So, you know, a lot of people do stuff when they're a little slower, but I, I think that, you know, any time is a good time if you know it's the right thing. So. Totally. The thing we never even touched on was the fact of the brand being built and moving that onto your service vehicles too. Uh, do you want to just talk for that briefly before we wrap up, just the power of a solid brand being on like a vehicle wrap and how important that is? Yeah, we do a lot of vehicle wraps as you've probably seen. Um, and, uh, most people, you know, I remember getting in, like, I just couldn't understand it. Like when I first started like carpet cleaning, so, like, I see like the people with the trucks, I price it. I'm like, holy, like, that's how much this stuff costs. And, um, you know, you kind of dismiss it. You're like, well, like that would be cool if like, like it's just something like cool to have. It's not that though. Your vehicles get roughly on average 50,000 impressions per day per vehicle. Wow. That's, a, that's a nationwide 3M study average. And so, you know, if you have, think about it like this. If, if it was a waste of money, just, let's say $5,000 per vehicle, right? Uh, why would the, the big outfit down the street that you know in your certain area that has 30 trucks or 100 trucks, why did they wrap the 101 truck? Like, why, did, why didn't they stop at number 30, right? It's because every single truck, it's over 50,000 impressions per day. It's one of their, if not the biggest uh, vehicles for impressions for a business that they have. Yep. And so- Getting that right, getting that to communicate properly, uh, to deliver your message, to be really allow you to take hold with the perception that you want of your company and your local market is huge. And here's the best thing is that if you're working for the right customers, it's going to continue to multiply it because if you're doing working for the right customers already, it's naturally going to be targeted because your van is next to the neighbors of the people you want to work with. So yeah. you're actually naturally building in a, in a very sort of healthy way. Um, versus a lot of people, if they get into the wrong channels, they have too, too, too wide of a blanket. They're talking to people they don't need to be talking to. They would never hire them, et cetera, and just not the right fit. So, um, so yeah, it's, 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 it, it is an investment. Um, people starting out uh, might be like, dude, I, I, I've never considered that before because I saw the price tag, uh, but it's, it's big. And, uh, you know, our customers that do the rebrand, they get a couple of those trucks on the road. I mean, we see people literally double almost overnight. I'm talking like month to month. Yeah. And all it is, is, is better communication, better focus on what truly sets you apart and then starting to get that exposure out there. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm huge into, into vehicle apps. I tell the newer guys, if you don't yet have the money, try, save, sock some away. Stay Personally, I'd stay, stay out of the vehicle magnet game, right? 50 yeah. bucks on Vistaprint. I think that can almost detract from your van. Just keep it white, keep it clean. And then when you can do it, boom, go wrap it. It's worth yeah. it. If you if you're listening to this and and you look at all the stuff and you and you're really just not in the budget right now, my recommendation would be not a vehicle magnet, but the the vinyl. And because here's the thing: is you could you could get a you could put a pr pretty big size piece of vinyl over over a side of a truck or van or whatever, and you know you can might be under five hundred bucks, you know, uh, or at least under a thousand dollars. And uh, you know, ideally too, that would have been a professionally you know, design thing, but, you know, but you, I know you work with what you have, but, um, but you, you gotta be planning for these things. You have to decide today if you're going to do it period. And then the question is, can I do it now or not? Or when yeah. is that going to be right? Yeah. So that's the question is, 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 is am I going to work on this stuff? Am I going to learn about this stuff? And, and then starting to actually put it on your schedule is trying to figure out when is that going to all roll out? That sort of thing. Even if you have no clue how you're going to pay for it. Totally. It's amazing stuff, Ryan. Um, thank you so much, man, for, for dropping value on the listeners. Um, I just want to wrap up hearing a, a, the best call to action for you, for the listeners who've heard this. They're like, this guy is legit. He's done a thousand other brands. I want to get my name on the list. What, what's the next best steps for that you know, top 1% of the listeners that actually are going to take this action? T tell them what to do next. Yeah. So 
I tell everybody to go to get prolific, G-E-T prolific.com. Um, and on the very top and towards the bottom, so there, there are a couple of places where you can download our ebook. And I would tell everybody to do that. Gra- grab the ebook. It's a, a brand strategy guide. And it's going to walk you through really kind of my mentality of, of how to build a fractal brand, how, all the components of what that, what that is, what that means. Um, and, uh, and all the things that, that it's really going to take to get that into place. Um, and then for somebody who's ready to roll, um, I'd still grab that for a rainy day, but really people that are ready to go are usually ready to go. So let us help you with that stuff. Like really it's something you can, you can do anything in this world on your own. Okay. I can build a spaceship on my own, but the reality is I probably won't. And I probably can't, even though I could, but I can't. Yeah. So the reality is if you can, uh, you know, if, if you're really ready to do this, I would, I would basically use the other button on our website, which is to book a call, hop on one of our salespeople. They'll, they'll help you to understand. Like I said, they will help you to understand whether it's the right fit for you. Cause we don't, we don't want to work with people if it's not the right time either, cause it won't work. Yeah. Right. So we want to, we want to kind of, we kind of coach you through even starting that process. And uh, so, yeah, so it would be, it would be definitely even worth talking to somebody um, to kind of evaluate that and and see where it goes. So amazing so head to the website i'm going to link to all that in the show notes uh for the listeners you can just scroll down on your phone and click everything that ryan just said and ryan can you leave us with a book or two one or two book suggestions uh could be business could not be business uh a lot of people listen to this and go get a book recommendation so what what you got in the book department uh yeah i mean if you want a a so my favorite book is, uh, is the pumpkin plan, uh, by Mike McCallowitz. That's my favorite book of all time. It, you know, there's definitely some stuff that would play into branding. Um, but it's, it's not, you know, fully about that. Um, if you want to learn more about branding, um, you know, like I said, the ebook on our website, grab that, but a couple books that come to mind that, that I thought are fantastic with that, um, indirectly influence. Cause it kind of, you know, it's, um, uh, more directly, uh, the Blue Ocean Strategy and uh, uh, Zag uh, by uh, Marty Newheimer. Um, Blue Ocean Strategy. I can't recall the author on that one, but um, those are all 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 good ones. But, uh, but yeah, beauty. Well, thank you so much, uh, Ryan. For the listeners, be sure to grab the ebook among the other suggestions and uh, book a call with Ryan and his team if you're ready to make the next step. And uh, Ryan, just thanks again, man, for dropping so much value uh, on the listeners. I super appreciate it. Thank you, David. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the episode today. If you want to get even more value from David, then book your free coaching call at homeservicebusinesscoach.com.